All right, welcome back. Welcome to this week's episode of the Red Bulletin Podcast. I'm your host, Andreas Georges. We're talking to top performers in the worlds of uh, adventure, culture, sports, uh, innovation, trying to understand the hurdles that they had to overcome, the things that made them better. This week, we do what we call a preview podcast, where we try and highlight a, a character or scene or a place in time that reveals something that might be useful. Next week, we're talking about cliff diving with uh, one of the top practitioners of the sport. And I wanted to rewind the clock back a bit. Um, when we were thinking about what to tackle in this week's preview, uh, we thought about going back to, to telling the story about the Hawaiian warriors who jumped off of high cliffs as a show of bravery. But I remembered hearing cliff diving was a big thing in Acapulco. I don't know where I got this from, but it, but it's if you don't know Acapulco, it's a seaside paradise. It was back then in the 30s, 40s. It was just a fishing village of about 8,000 people. It's on the Pacific coast of Mexico. And so I dug in, and I found this really interesting character, a, a pivotal character, in fact, um, in the transformation both of Acapulco and uh, in the reemergence of cliff diving as a sport. Uh, his name was Teddy Stauffer you can pronounce German properly, or Teddy Stauffer for our friends here in the United States. Uh, he's a Swiss-born big band leader who uh, fled the Nazis and later became known as Mr. Acapulco. And so his story begins in Germany with his big band. It's called the original Teddy's Band. You can think of this as, this is like the 1930s. Keep in mind, big band music is massive in the United States in the 20s and 30s and 40s. Uh, it's no different in Germany. Only difference, Nazis. Uh, Nazis, in, uh, you know, in specific, the Reichskammer, were very against swing music and swing dancing. And as a result, uh, they were quite against uh, Teddy Stauffer and his band, the original Teddy's band. War actually broke out uh, when they were in Switzerland on tour. And so Teddy said, you know, we're popular in Germany, but I'm not going to go back there. I'm going to try and get out of here. So he hopped on a refugee ship to North America. Smart man. This was 1941. It landed him in the U.S. where he tried to get work as a film composer. Now, this time of his life was only about two or three years, but he seemed to make quite an impact in Hollywood um, because it would serve him very well later on uh, down in Acapulco. He ended up marrying the former fiancé of, of film titan Howard Hughes, um, but then he had problems with his residency papers here, and he headed down to Mexico, where he eventually settled in Acapulco in 1945. His connection to Hollywood, of course, didn't fade, even if his marriage to the uh, former fiancé of Howard Hughes did. Uh, he was friendly, very friendly, uh, gossip columnist, as the time said, uh, with a beautiful Rita Hayworth. And he spent quality time with actor Gary Cooper and, of course, uh, the international play-a-pimp uh, to end all play-a-pimps, Errol Flynn, whose uh, autobiography I highly, highly recommend reading. It is hilarious and incredible, and that was a life well-lived. Well, you know, uh, Teddy... He was no slouch himself. Um, he was a bit of a playboy himself. He's married and divorced five times. Flynn, we should note, was the best man at his fourth wedding. Um, Stauffer's 1968 autobiography, Forever is a Hell of a Long Time. Just get an idea of his uh, attitude and approach to um, you know the bonds of marriage and the idea of fidelity. <laughs> it was, uh, this book was dedicated to 113 women listed in alphabetical order. 
Most of them he wined and dined in his adopted home. Uh, he became known as Mr. Acapulco because he was the king of the nightlife there. He, he opened up the town's first nightclub, Ciro's. But it really was his second creation, uh, the restaurant and nightclub La Perla, that would cement his legacy and really kind of tangentially jump sport or breathe new life into the sport of cliff diving. Built in 1949, La Perla was on a cliff and it had terraces overlooking the Pacific. Club goers gazed at the craggy La Quebrada cliffs and the fishermen who dove off of it. From a height of 115 feet, or I mean, this is, what would that be? What, around like 11 stories, 10 stories? They would dive into water no more than 16 feet deep depending on the tides. Slack-jawed guests would watch them. Stauffer, of course, seeing the potential, he's a businessman above all, um, hired them to perform at night. Uh, they carried torches. And the La Quebrada Cliffs remain the spiritual home of cliff diving, and uh, a union that the divers actually formed in 1949 still exists today. The, and there remains also a hierarchy. Uh, to get to the top, you have to start at the bottom, like most things in life. Local kids uh, run errands for the older divers and, and usually work their way up the cliff face and into their good favor over time. La Quebrada got the silver screen treatment in 1963's Fun in Acapulco, in which Elvis Presley spent most of the film diving into a hotel pool as he worked his way up to La Quebrada Plunge to, of course, uh, win the heart of a woman. Uh, it is an incredibly kooky film, by the way. I highly recommend it. Um, he breaks out into song probably every five or six minutes. Uh, gender roles are completely off, and it is a wonderful uh, trip back in time to, uh, you know, kind of a time when men were really behaving badly, you know? And Teddy Stauffer was one of those men, by the way. That guy, like, they, the way that they lived life in the 40s in Hollywood was just, they would trade wives, like, every six or nine months, it seems. Like, shifting them in, shifting them out. It seemed like there was a new starlet on his arm every, uh, every other day. But you know what? I digress. Um, we were talking about the sport of uh, cliff diving, and, and it got a bigger treatment. In the 1960s and 70s, ABC's Wide World of Sports uh, broadcast cliff diving from Acapulco. And this was one of the earliest examples of an extreme or an action sport on TV. Since 2009, it's been the Red Bull cliff diving series that's been carrying the torch. It's brought the sport back to international prominence in stunning locations around the globe, um, you know, from a historic bridge in Bosnia to a cenote in Mexico uh, to the top of a museum in Boston. Uh, divers from around the globe push the limits of the sport further. And we've got one of them next week, American David Coltori, who has some interesting stories of his own performing as a show diver in, uh, you know, slightly less glamorous place, uh, Indiana. And uh, he also talks a little bit about the process he undergoes to control the fear. And Teddy... Well, he remained a success and a nightlife innovator, even as Acapulco kind of faded from prominence. It seems like the international jet set always finds someplace new. And, you know, really by the, the 60s, Acapulco didn't represent what it once did, but didn't stop Teddy. He, he opened up Tequila Agogo, one of the biggest clubs in the world in the 1960s. Um, you could also book a room in his hotel, the Villa Vera, but only if you were invited. And it also featured the world's first pool bar. So shout out to uh, Teddy for um, getting American tourists drunk um, all across Mexican resorts. Mr. Acapulco died in 1991. 
His remains were scattered across the Pacific outside of his adopted home. It was as he requested. See you next time.